Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And a blessed new year to you. We are so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guests again are Patrick O'Hearn and Brian Fager. Now, Brian and Patrick are both Catholic fathers who together have co-authored a book on how men can grieve, heal, and find peace when navigating the difficulties of child loss. This wonderful book is called The Grief of Dads. Maybe you've had a son, a son-in-law, a co-worker who has suffered the loss of a miscarriage or a child um, in their lives. This book is for support and hope for Catholic fathers that are navigating this child loss. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And we in our family have certainly had our share of miscarriages with our sons and son-in-law. And then we had a nephew that lost a child at 18 months. And um, grief is complicated. And you have to come through grief. And this is a great way um, to understand. To yeah. There's tools in there in this book to help you, to guide you, just to, to take a test, just to say, what is my temperature? How am I? Where am I? Am I in a good place? Am I, you know, because grief is forever. And when you lose a child, either through miscarriage or abortion or through loss, there's a cavity in your soul. And that child will always be a part of you. And you're dealing with the loss of children at various ages. Yes. Really. I think they may deal with 25-year-old or 30-year-old. So just the impact that on a man and the lack of a place where this man can go to speak to other men or go to a book like this that says the scriptures understand, the saints understand. Mm -hmm. Here's testimonies from people that have gone through loss at various ages and stages. And what's unique about a man in his grief process so that you can say, Somebody gets me. They may not know, mm. but they understand. They're standing under me. And maybe you don't get what's going on with this guy, but this book will help you to get what's going on and to understand, to stand under mm -hmm. another person. This is a book for every priest. Mm -hmm. This is a book for counselors. This is a book for, for guys. It's a, it's a book for wives. And it's a book you have to give to a husband, maybe, because mm -hmm. you don't get how he's going through his grief. And with the thousands of shows we've done, I don't think we ever had a book like this. Mm -mm. Just dealing with men in particular. The Grief of Dads, Support and Hope for Catholic Fathers Navigating Child Loss. Go to EW10RC.com. Get it now. If it's not right there in your family, it's in somebody else's family. And you want to be able to say, I found this really helpful. There's a resource whenever you want to read or hear about this area. Have some dialogue with the people in this book or other, other guys that have gone through this. So, plenty more to come. We'll be right back. It's a healing day. Mm. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy. And today our guests again are Patrick O'Hearn and Brian Fager. 
Patrick and Brian are both Catholic fathers who have co-authored a book on how men can grieve, heal, and find peace when navigating the difficulties of child loss. And this book is called The Grief of Dads, where support and hope for Catholic fathers helps you to navigate child loss. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. Well, we are excited to have you guys back, but today is a new day and maybe everybody didn't watch the show yesterday so this is the first time tuning have, in they should have but they didn't and so tell our family quickly in a nutshell the importance and the beauty of this book sure the book provides detail on how men grieve differently than women and then examples of how men have grieved and found healing uh, from the saints uh, of our history through men in scripture and then dads of today and then Patrick and my uh, stories are in there and then it goes into resources uh, for hope and healing and uh, letters from clinicians and um, uh, you know tests that you yeah. can take to make sure that you're doing okay and, and that's it because you have to find out how you are but somebody's got to ask you a question mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to say well, gosh, how am I? The question's on the back, of, and you give a, a score from zero to to say, this is where I am. I really am angry. I really, you know, I haven't thought about this. And we just need to ask ourselves those questions, right? You just have a resource where the guys that don't seem to have a voice, maybe they don't even think they should have a voice, and the tendency is just to isolate and, and do this alone and just go with your own stuff. And if they got something like this at some point and they're ready to read it, it's like, wow, this is really just for me. Like, this is really dealing with me as a man and helping me to work through miscarriage or stillbirth or infant or teenager or 20s, illness, deaths, tragic deaths. All right. You know, and it's not even that. You could always say, you don't know, you'll never get it but you can understand. I've learned that word. I'm saying I know less and less in my life. I like the word understand, because mm. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to stand under you. I know you got a unique story. I've suffered loss, but it wasn't your exact loss. Mm -hmm. But we can share together, find pathways to sanity and wholeness and wellness that we can integrate again. Not live in the past, but you know, be in touch with the past, live in the now, and set our faces towards the future somehow, some way, not denying any of this. But the mountain somehow, some way, will begin to melt like wax before mm -hmm. the presence of the Lord. So you, you have portions of the book now where you go into scripture and you go into the saints. Um, so what did you include in, in scriptures and, and grief of fathers there? What did you find? You know, if you look throughout the whole scripture, one of the most uh, overlooked storylines is the, you know, child loss. And it's present from the very beginning, you know, in Adam lost a child, uh, and then you, you know, we've seen the story of Job, and I want to highlight Job's story because, you know, he has that beautiful prayer, like, Lord, you give and you take away, blessed be your name, and here's a father that lost 10 children, mm -hmm. and then God gave him back 10 other children, but uh, he, throughout, you know, the prayer of Job, he's wrestling, and one of my favorite parts is he cries out to God, he goes, why haven't you answered me, Lord? You know, like, I'm, I'm standing before you, why don't you hear me? And I think it's, it's just such an authentic prayer for, for men, you know, to, we can look to scripture and often we're, we feel like our emotions, we, we can't be ourselves before God. And if anything, you know, the father wants to hear from his sons, even if, you know, we feel this emotion of angry and calling out to him. And I think that lesson for Job, it just, 
to be real in our prayer life. And then, you know, we have the Psalms, which King David, you know, he lost several children and it's more of a hypothesis, but I mean, I, I like to think that, you know, that Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I mean, who knows? He could have written that. That could have been inspired during the time when he lost one of his children. And it says he was shaken, you know, by the grief of his child in scripture. And uh, so we can look to the, you know, to these, to these giants in scripture as men who, who um, they, they dealt with this loss and then they surrendered to God. Mm -hmm. I think where men might get lost in their journey of healing is they get angry. They don't know what to do with their anger and they turn their anger as just the devil would want them to do towards God, right? I don't need God. I don't need the church. I don't need. And, and that's just their place where they need to be to be healed. And, but the, the, the enemy comes alongside and is like, see, God isn't caring about you. He doesn't matter. And you, we believe that in our pain. And that's a lie straight from the pit of hell, just as Adam and Eve were deceived in the garden, we get deceived. And so deception is a great enemy unto this day where we think I don't need God now. Yeah. And where you're saying the saints and the scripture are the places that we go to. Tell us some stories about the saints. Yeah, there was um, one of the saints, uh, you know, I, I, he, he's on the path to sainthood was, uh, you know, Carol Wotila's father. He's a servant of God. And, you know, when his 26-year-old son died, Edmund, from, uh, I think it's from Scarlet Fever, you know, John Paul II, he was around the age of 12. And he's hovering over the casket, Carol Wotila Sr. And he goes, thy will be done, thy will be done. And that lesson, I mean, just in, had inspired John Paul II, you know, to see his father and he said later on in life, you know, his father found an outlet in his grief was through prayer. You know, he would find his dad in the middle of the night praying. And th those are the, you know, the three most important words we can say, thy will be done. Actually, four words, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as, so the saints can teach us just that life of um, surrender, um, especially as we see in the life of Carol Wotila Sr. Mm -hmm. Can you think of any place in the scriptures or these people that have lost loved ones I saw it in when you were sharing, saw it, I'm meeting the eloquence with which it's written uh, because you were, you were sharing about St. Augustine, the loss of his mother, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. And then of course he had a son. They were baptized on the same day. And so the son dies after the mother dies, you know, Augustine's mother. So I guess he's about whatever age he was, but then he dies. And it was so eloquently written, I can't say it, but it, it's helpful when someone can eloquently speak about loss or in anger speak about loss in ways that we can't. Maybe we could do the anger part, not the eloquence of what the, you know, he closed the eyes of his loved one. Mm -hmm. And when he closed the eyes of the loved one, I can relate to that. I did that with my father who died putting up a Christmas tree and, you know, just closing the eyes and what you do and what that means in your life, you know, or, or seeing, seeing, you know, the child miscarried. Um, you know, those that are older, of course, you've seen them, you live with them, you've seen mm -hmm. their faces, and then you see them die. I mean, the eloquence of sharing that, the trauma that's in that, you know, because we haven't even touched on a lot, and I know you share about a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder, because you're near death, and these things just rattle you. That's what it's about. It's about being near death, seeing death, smelling death, and not being able to get that out but yet somehow knowing that God will take every evil and turn it into a good, every curse and turn it into a blessing. You take death and it'll turn it into life. Um, so what stood out for you with some of these saints or maybe the scripture that was like that? This is very eloquent, this is so real. 
he's saying what I'm feeling. I can't say it that well. Why do we go to the scriptures and saints? Yeah, I mean, I think those are our, our models, you know, the, the saints and then the, you know, obviously scripture. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I think that I go back to the Psalms, you know, they're putting words that, that exactly. we're feeling in the depths of my heart. You know, I cry out to you, O Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in the pit of despair. I mean, these are the words that, you know, Christ spoke as he's going through his agony. And so I think that, uh, you know, those yeah. words inspired by the Holy Spirit, those are words that, yeah. you know, that each man can, yeah. you know, every father yeah. can cry out and, and, and call upon the saints. You know, I, I say we often ask the saints for, you know, things that we, that we need, even, and sometimes we feel unrelated to them because of their virtues, you know, because they're so holy, you know, Our Lady's purity, you know, who could mm -hmm. be like that? Mm -hmm. But then I realize it is suffering that links us the most closely to the saints. And, and that's where we are, you know, we're, we're bonded to them is through suffering. Yeah. They know it and they, they want to help us in that. Right. Well, yeah. and what you two have done with this book, which has been so beautiful, is, you know, when we're going through that valley of tears and it is the dark night of our soul and we just don't, we can't see the light. <laughs> um, the beautiful part of that is God wants to grow a beautiful lily in your desert. I mean, he does. That's his desire of his heart. He's like, I know that you think I'm the mean guy in the sky and I'm taking from you what you think you need, but just trust me in this journey and I'm going to bring something beautiful. I will rise up out of these ashes. And that's what he does. And even when it's dark and miserable and misery is all around us and it's like, I can't make my wife stop crying. I can't, I can't heal my own soul. I mean, we have, it is the scriptures and it is the sacraments that, that buoy us up. They just kind of like, oh, I, I, I'm being buoyed up. That's the power of God and, at work and in our you lives. You got that sense. Like, I don't even know where this comes from, this scripture, but there was a prophet who said, you know, Lord, I took your word and I ate it and mm. tasted good going down, but it soured in my stomach. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, you punking me? Like, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Like, all I want is kids. And it's like, your story especially, it was kind of, such excitement you expressed in have, knowing a child's and then down, and then up, and then down. And then it's like, you know, like, uh, what do we, you know, it's really hard. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Speak to that, how you made it through, because once, twice, three, you know, numerous times. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, starting back from using men in scripture, uh, Joseph Pierce writes in our book how he felt through his child loss that he was being nailed to the cross. And that was at the time he felt most or the closest to Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so the saints in particular give us great examples of how to live in that. And, you know, I think with all the suffering, they're great examples of experiencing joy yeah. in the suffering by understanding God's divine providence. Yeah. And so through my suffering, like the ups and downs, uh, I, I tried to look to them as examples because I was disoriented in my um, in, in my joy and like in my fatherhood uh, as I was experiencing the losses. And so, by looking to the saints in the scripture, it was this example of uh, you know joy with within the suffering. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think for all men, you know, my experience is not unique. It's, it, my, 
my experience is unique in the sense that it's mine and, and nobody has it, but the suffering that all men, you know, men who lost children who are adults versus mine as miscarriages, there's still this traumatic um, event that rattles you, yeah. as you said earlier, and then causes you to change the way that you behave and experience mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Wow. Like for example, you, you talk about the ups and the downs, like every time that we had a, a new pregnancy, I was just, and my wife, we were just riddled with anxiety, right. right? And so similarly, I've talked with men who have lost children, like one uh, to disease, or the, yeah. the child had disease. So then the next time his other children got sick, he was just riddled with anxiety, right? And so I think PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a, a pervasive issue yeah. within all of this. And so in your book, you include that, right? And, and you ask questions because you're trying to even, I mean, I, I had sons and I'm the mother of sons and I know what they would tell me and not tell me. How was your day? Good. You know, so we've got, oh, okay, well, let's go try this again. Let's go for some information. So you have to learn how to ask questions, right? And so in the book, um, you're asking those questions because you're trying to help them identify <laughs> their pain, identify their misery and their sorrow, um, or they're just going to lie. But, but you're, trying, you're trying to help them. Why did you think that was so important to put in the book? I, I think because you know, men need help. Right. And like, and there's, you know, we can, we can easily talk about the sacraments and the grace that you receive from them, but some men really need like clinical help. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a starting point for them to understand where they are on the scales of yeah. uh, anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, you know, if they are scoring on some of these scales very high, or if they're, you know, uh, thinking of any self-harm, they need to go get help. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so, it's just a, it's a directional, it's a sign, you know, mm -hmm. to help them understand that. And, and you also put in the book, uh, Jonathan Sumter. So tell us why you included him. Yeah, yeah Jonathan's a, a clinician, he works with the University of Dallas, and he had suffered his own miscarriages and loss, and it didn't really hit him till here's this expert, until he lost his mm -hmm. own. And he kind of came to this conclusion that, you know, grief isn't something to be fixed. You know, it's something to be, you know, dealt with and, and obviously to heal with God's grace, but you're never going to be fully healed in this life. And so you, you keep pressing forward and realizing that it's, it's like a wound that you have. And it, you know, that wound unites us with Christ's wound on the cross. But over time, you know, as it's just some of the things we've put in the book, you know, with, you know, obviously the sacraments, the prayer life, you know, the friendship, you know, that God will help you heal. And again, not, might not be full healing, but uh, just something that, that you can live with and uh, you can look forward to you know, being reunited with your children in heaven and not letting this, because, you know, this, this cross of child loss, it's the, it's probably the biggest threat to any marriage. I mean, 80, I think there's statistics are 80% divorce rate from losing a child. And it's a, it's one of the battles that it's forgotten in the church. And uh, so it's, you know, it's something that we need, we need Catholic psychologists, you know, to, to reach out to, especially if a man, if, if we're not healing, uh, we need to go to them and, and get help if, yes. yeah. We're going to take a break at this point and hold you over for the final segment. This is so very rich and, and helpful. The grief of dads, support and hope for Catholic fathers navigating. That's a great word, navigating. How do I navigate this? Child loss, EW10RC.com. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. 
Welcome back. Speaking about the grief of dad, support and hope for Catholic fathers navigating child loss. Patrick, um, there's a tendency to go back to losing uh, a child in utero, a little infant. But again, this is replete with stories of child loss for men at various ages that they've lost the child. Speak with us about some of that, some of the cases. One story in there with a deacon who, who lost his daughter uh, from suicide and uh, she was suffering from bipolar disorder and he wrote this beautiful uh, obituary on her and just her struggle and and then we have another father in there who lost his son in a desert storm who's, who's up for the uh, Medal of Honor and I, I remember the line he said, you know, a father never forgets. You know, and this man, is his son died in, I think it was around 1990, so over 30 years ago. And to this day, you know, he remembers the anniversary of his son dying. And, and I just, you know, yeah. grief hits us all, you know, um, especially men, you know, and, you know, whether it's a child in the womb or an adult right. child. So it's, mm. it's just... Uh, and it could be even harder sometimes for guys who are older to grieve, again, because we're doing that thing. That's not really masculine. Now I'm 70 years old and I've lost a kid. What am I supposed to do with that? And the whole thing of being out of order, like you should never lose. I thought he was going to lay me to rest, and now he's been taken, you know, suddenly or whatever. Um, what should dads take away from your book and from this time or anybody else who might find it helpful to share with others? Yeah, I think to realize that you're not alone. And a lot of guys, in my experience, feel very isolated, whether it's because people aren't reaching out to them because they don't know what to say, because this is a category of loss that you don't understand until you've experienced it. So I hope that the book lets dads know that they're not alone. Uh, they, can, they can find some sort of solace in the book, uh, knowing that they're not alone and uh, that the resources can help them talk about it, identify their grief. And, uh, and find healing. And you know, hopefully the resources will help them uh, direct their healing in very fruitful ways. Mm -hmm. And I think for others, not just the dads, but that uh, others will take away from the book how to respond to the dad that's grieving. Um, you know, whether it's a, a friend or a priest or the wife, that there's a little bit of insight into how the, the dad is grieving because he may not express that to you, uh, but by you knowing it, you can understand him. Mm -hmm. And how healing that would be for a marriage, right? So let's say he, he'll never pick up a book and read. She picks up the books and, re and reads it and says, I have identified that in him. I've seen that in him. And just to love and care for him better. Um, and just to say, you might really be hurting. And I don't know that. You haven't articulated that to me. But I just want to love you better and anything we, I could do to help. And because you, we have to take the temperature. Um, we're married 46 years. We're still taking our temperature. I mean, saying, oh, how are we? Are we good? Are we, you know what I mean? We have to say that you to know, each other. And I, I'm just thinking about what you're saying. But, you know, and also, it might be that the wife's really concerned for the husband, but maybe she's not the one to give him the book. Right. He may have a friend that's saying, I'm really concerned about your yeah. husband. He said, you know, I just read this. Maybe you want to think about sharing with him too. You know, so somebody else is sharing. Because sometimes it's like, oh, you're trying to set me straight, you know, or whatever. You know, yeah. it's just that time. Well, and I would like just to say yeah. that for, for any man that's grieving through this, you don't have to say a lot. By just saying, I'm sorry, that's enough. Thank you so much. It's a great gift to men everywhere and to the church, to the healing of that man, that marriage, that family, and his being able to somehow, mm -hmm. some way, 
work it all the way through and set his face to the Lord mm -hmm. and to the future with that loved one that he's lost. The Grief of Dad's Support and Hope for Catholic Fathers Navigating Child Loss. Available at EW10RC.com. And we are sorry for mm -hmm. your loss. We don't know it all the way through, but we're trying to stand under you and we're saying that this is an excellent resource for your hope, your health, your healing. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.